You're listening to Subtext and Discourse. I'm your host, Michael Dooney, owner and director of Berlin-based gallery for contemporary art, Jarvis Dooney. In today's episode of the podcast, I'll be speaking with Berlin-based photographer Martin Waltz. I've known Martin a few years now. He participated in each of our postcard salons, as well as joining my BBK workshop on promoting your photography in the art world. Martin is a photographer, photography educator, and writer. He serves as editor of the German street photography site and as a curator of the German Street Photography Festival. Martin has written and contributed to several books on street photography, like the award-winning Street Photography, Made in Germany, published by Reinwerk Verlag. Martin has won numerous international photography competitions, as well as having his work exhibited in New York, London, Dublin, Rome, Bucharest, and Berlin. He's a passionate photography teacher, and he also offers street photography workshops in Berlin. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Martin Waltz. I like how your work is very faithful to the to the history of photography and that you've focused, at, the mo- at least primarily focused on street photography. How long have you been active as a photographer? I, I started as a teenager, actually. Um, and I always had a dream of, of becoming a photojournalist, um, um, living my life, traveling and photographing. Coming from a, from a rather conservative family, I opted for for a more uh, traditional choice. So I studied economics and I lived a life as a financial economist with photography on the side. And mm-hmm. then eventually, uh, um, my career wasn't going anywhere. And I was thinking to myself, if ever I change something in my life, now's mm-hmm. the moment, or I will be dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I did that. Oh, how long ago was that? I, I quit my job in 2013 and actually had restarted with photography seriously about the same time. Oh, so almost six years now. Yes. Yeah, wow. And so, so I'm a young old artist or old young artist. And how has it been, I guess, since taking it seriously and changing it from a, a side passion into a, into a main career? It's, it's, it's completely, as an economist, I was very much into financial forecasting, planning and stuff like that. And I discovered that, um, my, my, uh, artistic career defies this completely. Yeah. So it's, it's really like going step by step, seeing and where you're and going the next step. So, um, I'm very grateful for social media because that was one thing that my work, wherever I shared it, really took off. Uh, I got very, very early approached by by a gallery owner who was actually a friend of mine and said, you need to make an exhibition. I said, no. And he came back and said, you need to make an exhibition. Uh, I said, no, and I don't know any gallery owners. And he said, yeah, well, you know that my parents have a gallery and I'm taking over. Oh, okay. So, so that... That was the, that's the, the images hanging over there. That was the 2014 first solo exhibition. So stuff was successful. And then it's, it's like trying to, to find your style and, and moving to stuff that interests you. So, so the traditional street photography, I still do that, but I think that, uh, Mostly done. I really started from shooting an image and then another one and then another one. Uh, today I'm much more thinking in series and in concepts. But still related to street photography? Yes, partly, partly. I mean, it changes. Berlin Fragments is, is 
yeah, you could still consider it street photography, but it moves off. And then I have this huge cycle about the sea, where part is the seascapes we talked about, where I also shot some essays about the beach life on various places like Mallorca or the Netherlands or, or Nice in France. So this is sort of still street and somehow going a bit beyond street and also with a very clear um, conceptual idea of what I want to do before I do it. Oh, okay, yeah. So rather than just sort of going out with your camera yes. and waiting for things yes. to happen. Do you work as a commercial photographer as well? Or you're purely doing your artistic um, I rarely do commercial shoots because uh, um, I feel um, commercial photography today is basically Photoshop. So there is a, a little quantity of, of real life shooting and then there's an mm -hmm. enormous amount of post processing. I don't care for that and yeah. I'm not good at it as well. <laughs> and and um, I also see that most commercial photography people are interested in having a, a really overly optimized look on themselves. Yeah. That again, I'm not at all interested in. So sometimes people say, I saw your website and I need exactly a style like that for mm -hmm. commercial purposes. And then I do it. But, oh, but, the, okay. but the uh, standard, we have an event, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I, I have some, some commercial photographers I know and I have already my shortcut on my computer. <laughs> and that goes directly, that, that goes referred. Yeah, okay. I guess since taking your photography seriously, how do you feel that you've changed in your approach to street photography? Like, do you feel that you've evolved as a photographer and you've changed the way that you approach photographing people on the street? Um, yes, there is, there is an obvious part, which is simply that when I started out, everything was in black and white and mostly in very, very high contrast. Um, today I shoot mostly in color and um, like Berlin Fragments has nearly no post-processing on it. Mm -hmm. It's really like um, um, just minor adjustment and then it's on. I don't have a have a classical visual style like like you see a photo of mine and say that's that's Martin Ewald. Okay now this has it to be as well so so I partially shoot very, very close range and, and quite aggressively and partly I am very laid back and it's very well composed and very um, accurately made. So so there are differences. What what I feel over time, what changes is um, I'm more interested in, yes, conceptually working means having an idea usually starting with some image where I say, that's interesting, let's do more about that, and then I think, what would be more about that, and then I try to lay this out and uh, start shooting that way, so, so that's an approach that has changed. Oh, okay, yeah, that's interesting to hear, because I know with a lot of other photographers, particularly ones working with street photography, you can get overwhelmed with all the images, and it is hard to, to find a direction with what you're shooting. Yes, yes. For for example, um, we're in Mallorca, and um, that was interesting. What's what's really in the 
German hotpot beach party. Mm-hmm. Really, beach party, everything. Usually plays. I, I wouldn't go. I was um, a friend of ours has an apartment there, and, and he invited us, and we happily accepted. And I thought, what am I going to make out of this? And I was saying, okay, no, no Martin Parr funny shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Gilden style uh, showing horny, um, drunken uh, uh, 20-somethings of both genders uh, trying to have fun with a flash and close range. Uh, so then what's left? And, and I did, in the end, I did two things. I, one thing I shot very much a lot early in the mornings and in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Going quote and, and did a really nice essay, which was quite, quite, quite calm. And then I looked at the beach and I saw all these palm trees and I picked one which was closest to the beach and I shot that palm tree over 24 hours. Oh, so okay, each yeah. day I went there. So, uh, each shot is per se not even that important because it's really about, uh, having, having the whole range, change of light, change of people, change of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a very different approach to traditional street photography where you're very much into this um, exciting one single shot which stands on its own approach. Yeah, so you feel you've become more responsive to the location that you're in rather than imposing your vision on a place, you're reacting to your surroundings. Yes, I'm... I'm um, absolutely, I, I, I try I try to, to, to find what is the place about and what resonates with me, obviously. So, but it's, uh, I, I see particular street photographers traveling the world and you can see changes when they have strong light versus when they have dull light. Mm-hmm. But mostly you see they have their style and yeah. they sort of rubber stamp it on, on every place and every location. And they also have a certain blissful ignorance for everything that's happening there. So, so I try, I try to get a spirit of a place before I start shooting. How, what I was wondering is how from, okay, let me start again. When I was first getting into photography as well, and you hear about the, the history of street photography in certain locations. So obviously in New York is kind of the classic example, but also in Paris. There's a lot of street photography and even in London to some extent. And as I was studying German and getting more interested in German photographic movements, the history of street photography seemed to be different or less present compared to other compared to other nations and other cities. Have you yeah, that that's true actually. That's true actually. There are there are now nowadays there there's some well known street photographers in Germany, also well known beyond Germany. Uh, I think, and it's funny, by the way, because uh, the, the the tool of choice, the Leica camera, which is German, really, yeah. It's German, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's really amazing. I think uh, Germany has a very very strong tradition of photojournalism mm-hmm. and artistic photojournalism, and I think that took most of the part where others preferred photojournalism is too confined for me to express myself. So yeah. This went the other way around. In the end, there there are people who have done street photography without uh, labeling like that. For example, Woody Meisel is, mm-hmm. is a typical street photographer. Harald uh, Hauswald as well. So, so even though they, they can go under the label of uh, 
photo travelers. How does it compare approaching cities as a street photographer in other locations? Because I know my own experience and that of others photographing the streets in Germany, and maybe it's just in the north, I'm not sure. The way that people respond, if you're walking around with a camera in certain places, a lot of people don't care. And I found, maybe in Berlin in particular, people are very conscious of people with cameras. And sometimes I've even been just holding my camera and people have said, did you take my photo? And that would never happen anywhere else. Have you had a similar experience here or has it been a contrast? I think think part is... um because we're actually—I've never asked you. Where in Germany are you from? Uh, Heidelberg. In Heidelberg. Heidelberg. Okay. Uh, Heidelberg is very different from yeah. Berlin, in, <laughs> in not only in size but also in culture. So, mm-hmm. for example, if I meet a friend in Heidelberg and I, um, we, we we have a date for seven and I have five past seven, I'm the latest. Yeah. So, <laughs> whereas in Berlin, I'm the first. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yes, it, it, it's partially true. People people can be very very difficult when walking around. On the other hand, it's a lot of the way you shoot. I feel when I'm abroad, there is a, of course I'm just a tourist and I play around. I'm, I'm also acting different. Mm-hmm. When I'm traveling, I'm always feel there's a slight conflict between. Martin, the tourist who wants to see a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and Martin, the street photographer who sees, oh, nice streets, nice people, nice light, let's stay here for the next 10 hours. And, oh, yeah, and, okay. And get the maximum out of it. I, I like to shoot in different places. It's, it's, I feel some places are, are easier and some are more difficult. So, for example, Nice people could also be very, um, much asking what you were doing. Oh, okay. So on, on the other hand, then there came nice stories up why they didn't like to be photographed. Basically, I rarely have troubles because I have an idea of who I can shoot and who don't. Um, what, what's maybe interesting, we, we, I organized with, um, two friends, Marco Lorus and Siegfried Hansen, first German street photography festival this, um, um, oh, and it's the first, it happened already, or? Yeah, it happened already. It was in June, and it was also a big exhibition of street photography with over 80, 80 images from, I think, 30-something photographers, so it was a really big thing. Oh, when did it go from? From when until when? Uh, that was June 20th to June 22th, I think. Oh, okay, that, yeah. That weekend. Sorry, I guess I think I was away that weekend, so that's obviously why I didn't know about it. It was in Hamburg anyway. So ah, it was in Hamburg, Hamburg. okay. Yeah. It was even more of a distance. So, yeah, I guess tell me about the Street Photography Festival. Yeah, we, we did the typical festival things. We we, uh, we had an exhibition, we had a competition where we were uh, looking both in single shots and in series. Um, we had talks. Uh, and the interesting thing is the competition and the um, exhibition were both themed with a Mein Kiet, which means mm-hmm. roughly my neighborhood. Yeah. So that we, and the shots had to be taken in Germany. So that the idea was to get somehow an, uh, a vision of what people consider to be Germany right now. Uh, was a very, very, very interesting exhibition. Wow. And how many participating photographers? Uh, we had on the festival count, we had um, 150 
bought cards available to sell and we sold all out. Oh, wow. And had even a waiting list. And, and then we had some free parts where we were um, doing a photo slam. So we were um, um, critiquing photos without ever having seen them before. Mm-hmm. Siegfried Hans and Mark Rose sent me on stage. That was very funny and very yeah. interesting. You'll do it again, do you think? Yes. Uh, it, it depends on when bit on if, if the sponsors would go along because the festival costs a lot. And yeah. So we, we were happy to have, have really good sponsors who were willing to pay and only took very, very little space actually contributing to the festival. So if we can continue to work with them, we will continue with the festival as well. Yeah, wow. I guess it, I guess it must have been a lot of organizing and planning and... Like, yeah, incredible, incredible. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, the, um, the insane amount of work that goes in an exhibition yeah. before and no person who has not done an exhibition will not understand the amount yeah. of work that goes there. Um, I think festival is, is the same thing and it was really, really a bit nerve-wracking because we arrived, I, I arrived Friday morning and um, the images weren't hanging, that was okay. And we found out that the way we wanted to hang them didn't work, so, uh-huh. so we had to go to a, to a, um, to a Baumarkt um, and to do this yourself shop and yeah. find a different solution <laughs> and it worked out. And, but you, you can imagine that. I think all exhibitions are a bit like... Um, yeah, but still, I guess, uh, an exhibition versus a festival. It's like an exhibition times 10, it must be. Yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah. and then we had the weird speakers who became ill and, and all that. But, but in the end, it, it really worked uh, for the first time for, for a lot of improvisation and planning. It really, really worked well. And was there a reason to host it in Hamburg? Was it yeah, the reason was um, Siegfried Hansen and Michael Russo are both Hamburg-based. And they said, well, I thought Berlin, and they said, Berlin at any time are so many events that yeah, you have true. a huge, huge, huge competition. Whereas Hamburg is um, much more frugal in terms of interesting events. Yeah. And still as a city, it's, it's interesting. So anyway, most people came. Yeah, so lots of people traveled to Hamburg? Yes, 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 we really had, um, had people from, from actually coming from abroad, from, from foreign countries. So, and, and from all over Germany. Oh, so the talks were in German or in? Yes, the yeah. talks were in German. That was, uh, we might change it last time. So this time I think we make it really focused, focused on, on Germany because uh, once you, Berlin is a bit different, but, but in other cities, when you switch to English, yeah. you, you lose the German audience. Definitely, yeah. so, so in Berlin, you're pretty much used that uh, wherever you go, mm-hmm. it might happen in English. Or even if you had a balance, or you had like yeah. one or two, if you have a guest speaker that doesn't speak German. Yeah, so, so we, we thought this one will make it exclusively German next one, we have to think about it. No, I mean, I used to live in Hamburg. It's much easier to navigate the city when you're speaking the language. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess the festival has a website and everything, it must. Yes, it's, yeah. it's germanstreetphotographyfestival.com. Oh, I'll have to check it out. So, also parallel to that, you're now offering workshops, or did you start doing workshops before the festival, or that's always been something that you've done? I've done that all the time, I mean, that, that's, um, you know, 
everybody who is somehow involved in the art has to make a living somehow. Exactly, yeah. Um, and the one thing that came very early on was people asking me, can you teach? And I said, yeah, I can teach. Actually, I, 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 I taught economics at university and really loved to teach. So, so I started doing that. Um, more people came and I said, well, you don't have to make a secret out of it. You could place it on your website mm -hmm. and, and say that you teach. And then were people asking, and do you do group workshops as well? And I said, yeah, I could do something like that. Um, so it evolved and, and right now it's, 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 uh, it's, um, important source of income for me. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a wonderful way to, to make a living because it's, it's very close to, to what I love, what I do. It's, it's people really from all walks of life. Quite often people with accomplished careers who are somehow at a turning point where they're looking to, to reconnect with the creative side of them. So, so it's really interesting people at interesting stages of their lives. Working as a photographer or being self-employed, you're often working by yourself. And I think sometimes having the workshops is a good way to connect with people as well. Yes, also. That's, that's true, true as well. You, you're so much into, um, in your own, um, doing your own stuff and, um, actually relying also on your own feedback because, uh, uh it, it's difficult to to get um, to get qualified feedback if you if you're doing a sort of career or path where that few have done before. So so it's fairly easy if you're doing I don't know um, um, if you have a regular job and, or a regular career path and you can say okay normally you should have like a medical mm -hmm. doctor at that yeah, age. Yeah, you have a mentor. Where you have yeah, yeah. You there there is sort of a career path where you can say okay you should somehow align them yourself along that if you want to make a career. Whereas for you or for me it, it's really very much inventing who I am mm -hmm. on the go. So so it's really nice. Yeah, to talk to people. Has it been quite refreshing then shifting? Because it's been, I guess, almost five or six years now being full-time as an economist and working in a, I guess, a more traditional career. Yes. I guess it's quite, has it been quite liberating perhaps? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it starts with formal stuff that I, I don't wear suits anymore. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more, no more, uh, no more cordovan shoes and stuff like that. And, and of course, the way you work with people is very different. It's also, it, comes with, um, I'm now 57, usually people I work with have roughly half my age, come from all walks of life, that's very interesting. And and I do now really exclusively stuff I, I really like to do, and, and, and I, whenever it comes somebody like, um, hey, we have a proposition for you, you could make some money like by doing that, and I don't like it, and I'll say, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, oh, that must be nice to have Yes. That freedom. Yes, that's, yeah. that's awesome. It's also, it's also a huge change in, 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 um, I was making, making not huge, but decent money. And that came in on a regular basis. So, so mm -hmm. back in the day when, when I had, um, spend a bit too much, I just had to say, okay, keep it easy for the next two months and yeah. it will, it, it will <laughs> just balance out. And, and, and money was never an issue because there was a steady stream and, and now there's no steady stream and there's much less money. So, mm -hmm. so I had cut out expenses. Uh, it's very different. You, you probably have the same yeah. issue with, um, 
and it's not always clear how I will make money. So, so if I have two to three months finance ahead, I'm mm-hmm. happy. That's the maximum yeah. I can get, actually. Yeah, I think probably having the foundation in economics probably helps. Yes, it gets an idea of, of, of how much money do I need, how, but as I said, it, it's so much, so much of what I taught and learned in economics do not apply now. Yeah. It's really, it's really <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm, I'm defying all my beliefs <laughs> from former life because I, I, I have no business model really. I have no business plan. It's, it's really, and my, my, my very simple accounting system is I have, a, I have one bank account and I have a PayPal account. And if they somehow balancing out, mm-hmm. I see, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm somehow getting there. So it's very, it's very, uh, pragmatic. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any exhibitions coming up soon? Yes, I will. I will have a solo exhibition in Nice where I will show up. Will be thirtieth anniversary of the the fall of the war. Mm-hmm. And I was asked to when I, when I was last in Nice, I was asked if I would do an exhibition on that. So so I will show places of Berlin that have fundamentally changed mm-hmm. through the fall of the war. Like I don't know, Potsdamer Platz, where which was wasteland before, yeah, uh, stuff like that. So this will be my next exhibition on that. That will be in in need. So I have to print it here, ship the stuff there. Um, um, thank God that's financed by Goethe Institute. So, oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. So this will be um, all included exhibition. <laughs> yeah, the nicest way to do one. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And when when does that take place? Uh, around the 9th of November. Which 9th of November? Good. Yes. Okay. You think we covered most things you'd like to speak about? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I have a new book, which might be worth mentioning. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, Masters, Masters of Street Photography. Yeah, because yeah, you had... I saw last you year was the yeah, German last year, book. Yeah, you were in the German last book. This one, this, one, this one in English with some, some really big names in street photography. And, yeah, so how did that come about? Yeah, that's, that's the fun thing. Sometimes, sometimes it's really, um, opening your email is just enough. So that was the case there. That's also very flattering when, when somebody approaches you and says, hey, um. Oh, so it was just an invitation. Somebody knew your work and they said, we're putting yes, it all together. Exactly. From what I heard, they, they did, it's published by Ammonite Press and English publishing house. And they were quite for a while collecting names and trying to get a book with 16 photographers called Masters of Street Photography. And um, in the process, they, they approached me. And when I asked who was participating, there was still some, some leeway in it. Mm-hmm. So, so that was really like, I don't know exactly why they asked me. Of course, because the work is great. No. <laughs> so, so could have been, of course, different names. So I was very happy about that one. So it's all contemporary photographers in the book? Yes, it's all contemporary. It's, it's, uh, Melissa Breyer from New York is Alan Schaller. Um, there's Rui Paya from, from, uh, Lisbon, Bracken Brothers from Scotland. So, um, yes, all contemporary. Wow. And so it's a nice selection by the sounds of things from different regions and different parts. Yeah. Of the different world. regions, different, different, uh, different approaches from all over the world on, and really a group of people you like to be among them. So, so yeah. it's really, really great, great peers. 
And was there an exhibition parallel, or was it just the book at this stage? It was it was just a book. So they, from what I've learned, is um, uh, book publishing houses really book publishing houses, not galleries, mm-hmm. you know, photo books on yeah. the side, uh, very much focused on marketing the book per se, and and they are less occupied about uh, marketing the photographer mm-hmm. or the photographer's work. So so. This book had an article in the Guardian, so oh, nice. to the Guardian, yeah, and that was very nice. And and same with the with the book with the German book I did last year, um, street photography made in Germany. They they really do a strong good job in promoting the book, but mm-hmm. they really the book is the merchandise, yeah, and that's that so, makes sense. that's okay, yeah, yeah. That's okay. So the other one, street photography made in Germany, that was just your work, or that was also that was that was a group of. Ten street photographers, also two of them, Marco Larus and Sigrid Hansen, which, which I did the uh, German Street Photography Festival. Yes, that was a book of ten. And that was actually hugely successful in Germany. It's yeah. very good. It got a, a Fotobuchpreis, Deutsche Fotobuchpreis in bronze. So, yeah. yeah. I was completely surprised by that. That was the nice thing if you work with a professional public, public yeah. house because they take care of such stuff. Yeah, all the promotion. Uh, sub, 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 yeah, submitting and, and having it published uh, in newspapers and so on. Yeah, was that the first time you've been published in a book? Uh, yes, uh, last year I was published in another book and I wrote an e-book for, for a printing company which, which also um, goes quite well, quite successful, quite well received. So yes, last year I started the sort of the, the, the bookmaking thing. Yeah. And, and I completely underestimated the things, the, the pleasure of holding your work yeah. in a book and also the, the amount of attention a book gets. Yeah. For me, it was also quite a surprise discovering that there's also, there's almost like a whole subculture of people that just, uh, that just enjoy photo books. Yes, like other ways of appreciating photography. Yes, I feel that there, there was. I feel there was a certain moment when you had the feeling that there becomes sort of a photo book scene with photo book collectors and even photo books becoming collectible items yeah. with, with huge premiums. Uh, and I think nowadays a lot of people do photo books and, mm-hmm. and it has cooled a bit down. But still, I think it's a it's a great way to present your work and I plan on on doing more stuff like pretty much like the workshops it, 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 it got a lot of questions do you have do you have a book on your own i would so much like to buy it yeah and so yes i will do that okay so it's still in the pipeline yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> do you know what you what you'd make the book about the berlin um impressions yeah I certainly i certainly will somehow do a berlin street photography book Yes, that's that's one kind of book. Then then I will certainly do something like a how to street photography book, which yeah, is, which is um, works well with my workshops. When I when I did the thing for for um, for the printing company, I really was a bit um, a bit worried about the feedback by my professional peers and I say, oh, it's all obvious. And they really liked it, and um, and a lot of beginners wrote me and said, "Oh, that's so great to have that." So I think there is a certain interest for that, even though it's not uh, extremely artistic. So, what was the the printing book that you published? It was an e-book that you made. Yeah, it was an e-book. 
And so what was it describing, like how to print or? No, it, it actually was um, the art of street photography. So it was a oh, really okay. a short in German, a short uh, ebook on what street photography, how would I do it, what do I need for, what are common mistakes, what to look for in a good image, mm -hmm. um, how to deal with conflict, so what camera to use, like. It sounds really helpful, I think. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yes, it was really surprised. I, I, I wrote it quite fast because, of course, all I did think of somehow in my head, and and um, the feedback was so overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, I think I will do this um, in an extended version, also English, German, in, in both languages, and also in a print version and in a digital version. Yeah, good to speak, Martin, and to hear a bit more about what you're doing and where you're going, and. Yeah, I look forward to seeing your own self-published book and good luck with the exhibition in Nice. Yeah, thank you so much and thank you for having me. Great talking to you. Yes, you too. I hope you enjoyed hearing more about Martin's work and his involvement in the German street photography community. If you're curious to know more, there are links in the description below to his website, his workshops and the German Street Photography Festival. As always, I welcome any comments, questions and feedback to each episode of the podcast whether you leave them below in the description, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, I'm sure I'll eventually find them. Please follow us on social media to keep up to date, and if you enjoyed the podcast, you can also support it on Patreon. That's all for now. Don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for tuning in. My name's Michael Dooney, and you've been listening to Subtext and Discourse. <laughs>